All right. Well, let's get this thing started then, huh? Okay. Wah. Just ruined my whole warm up. <laughs> getting revved up to start here. I wrote down the start time on my sheet. Took Bobby out of his head space, Mike. Sorry. It's like a farting at the dart championship. <laughs> Hold your fire. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your sometimes twice weekly podcast that is, when necessary, about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live in the Garden View Studios in the historic Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me from the Hodges Sabaro Studios in beautiful Lincoln Park, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Bobby. It's not that beautiful. That's why I'm looking to move. <laughs> I was being nice. Thank uh, you. In the Stick of Butter Studios, in the delightfully temperate New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with the Plan Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Bobby. 24 degrees, what? And in the Deer Blind Studios, in the Mountain Room Home Office at the ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Mike the Gel Dude Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. That's right. I get to my office is inside the house. Emily can go toddle off into the yard. <laughs> Another room to write off on your taxes. Congratulations, Mike. More on that That's on right. future episodes. Yeah. A couple hundred square feet, maybe off off the old uh, tax tax docket. Honestly, and the mural. I feel like the mountain room wall has value <laughs> that can be deducted now. Well, only if it becomes visible. Uh, if I move a, about. Seven, seven uh, racks of yarn out of the way, and, and you can actually see it. I've wondered why your recording sounds so so good. I mean, not to say it shouldn't, but it's all that sound absorption, isn't it? It's the wall of yarn oh, yeah. behind you. It's all the wall of yarn all around me. It's it it muffles delightfully. <laughs> We're gonna do just a little scant about of LRB business, followed by your weekend review, some housekeeping, and how you can get involved with our show. Starting with LRB business, and and uh, we all survived Thanksgiving and don't really want to talk about it, as Mm-mm. is usual for family encounters. So I think we're going to go straight to to throw your phones. And we're actually light on throw your phones this week as well. I assume that's because everybody was doing their Thanksgiving thing and not paying too much attention to TBTL, and maybe it was a less factually egregious week on TBTL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have a couple of things to share right now. A really nice note that we got from Andrea where she says, hugging my phone after listening to your We Are Thankful episode. Thanks for all of the work you all do. It's fun listening to your friendship and relationships unfold over the years. I'm not so great on TBTL since I am a sleeper 10. The guys put me to sleep every night. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> Usually before the first break. 
So the more mundane and banal, the better for me. I started listening to LRB to keep up with GBTL, but I keep listening because of all of you. You're funny and silly and loving and kind people, and my world is a better place because of all of you. And Jeremy's voicemail rant is one of the best things ever. XO, XO, (laughs) Andrea. (laughs) Oh, Andrea, fuck off. Um, So... uh, Speaking of sleeper tens, uh, I I guess I'm sort of a sleeper LRB person because I will sometimes put on an LRB that that I'm not on because my my annoyance at my own voice will keep me awake. So I will put on an LRB where it's just y'all, and it, the the native app in my phone. I don't do all the weird uh, podcast apps. Wait I a just, second, you don't want to post? You don't want to post to the sense page asking what podcatcher you should use? <laughs> no, I just like to just make make them up. Um, but it is decided that my favorite LRB of all time is actually one that I was on and I was on with Bobby and the Stewbot, and it was the one, um, and it, this, I will wake up at like three or four in the morning, uh, needing to pee and, and hearing, um, Stubot talk about the time that he tried to get his, a vasectomy, but his balls were too far inside of his body. <laughs> and... It is the funniest story anyone's ever told on any podcast ever. And I'll, it will completely wake me up because I will be belly laughing at four in the morning. Um, and I have no idea what that what episode number it is. Uh, but but uh, boy, I, I've never laughed at anything as hard on LRB as as him telling that story. And I remember hearing him tell it on Sportive and and say oh man we got to get Stu about it might have been the second time we had him on because i heard him tell this story and i'm like we got to get him on and he told it so much better on ours than he did on theirs and it is insanely funny bob do you do you have any recollection of 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 that oh i do it's uh it's episode number 194 which i didn't remember but i was able to find and it's titled not Uh so vast my friend (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. It's uh, so so great. I would be a sleeper uh TBTL person too if if I wasn't doing this show too mm-hmm. probably. So Andrea, I'm right there with you. Let's let's put a link in the show notes to this because it was a great episode and we had a lot of fun recording this. I remember this episode. It was amazing. Mike, only you could take it from a lovely note from Andrea to a story about Stu's balls. <laughs> 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 poor poor guy had an unsuitable yam bag for uh for the for the operation so now he's just gotta just gotta be careful the rest of his till his wife hits menopause he's just gotta really he's really gotta uh, hit pause and put on the condom okay um <laughs> you just hurt Anne real bad <laughs> Um, if anybody would like to listen to um, some gentler content, you can always check out Andrea's podcast, Preheated, that she does with her friend oh, yeah. Stefan. It's lovely. The Facebook page has been full of pictures of pies and things, and I love it. Oh, this is their time of year. It surely is. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to be a baker to enjoy Preheated. I listen to Preheated regularly, and I rarely actually bake i just live vicariously through andrea and stefan's baking mm-hmm. i i enjoy the process and hearing about the food and then i just go eat whatever garbage i've managed to find around the house or at the store or, you know on the street but uh 
it makes me I feel like a better, smarter person. It's sort of like the Fraser of baking podcasts. <laughs> Although I do have a little bit of trauma every time they talk about a recipe and Andrea's like, well, I didn't have this, so I did this instead. And I thought, why would I follow those directions? So I did this instead. I, it really hurts my heart, Andrea. <laughs> I tell you that. <laughs> uh, but I love it anyway, so... Uh, we have one more through your phone. It was actually for a specific day, but for the life of me, I couldn't remember what day it was, and it probably applies pretty well from Justina, one of our science correspondents. Um, she is quick to dig into Luke and Andrew when they make a science mistake, so I think it's only fair that we read her hug your phone on this topic. She says, wait, did Luke just correctly explain the tendency for false positives by humans with regards to pattern recognition? During thanking the donors of the day. See, this is the kind of thing that gives me hope for him on the science front. And then inevitably, my hopes are dashed. But good on him this time. Blind squirrel finds acorn. (laughs) I think it was the day when they had like two donors named Katie or something. I forget. Mm -hmm. And Andrew was like, "Uh uh-oh, there's something wrong with the list. Oh, right. No, I I think you can actually, it's not that... um, Strange that you would have two donors named Katie. No. Mm-hmm. There are a lot out there. So, well, thank you, Justina, for those props to Luke. I'm sure you'll be able to resume tearing your hair out at any time. <laughs> <laughs> and we only have one more throw your phone for the week that's coming up. But I'll forward promo that by saying it's from Crit. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, Mike, start warming up now. <laughs> la 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 <laughs> does that mean we can dive into our week in review indeed all right we'll start with monday 2774 who let the ego out who who who, who? thank who? thank who? you <laughs> who oh uh, whom it's whom 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 let the dog out what what did do, do you need two people to open the door for the dogs? Do you need several people to open the door for the dog? No, it just takes one person. Whom let the dog out? It's not difficult, people. Uh, Christy is in Palm Springs. Uh, she she fled to Palm Springs for Thanksgiving with her dads. And she told us that she was in a bar to see the Apple Cup. And that some UW fans came in singing, mm. chanting. Who let the dogs out? Is that an embarrassing thing that no. you all do? No. No, that's not a thing. Let's <laughs> knock that shit right off. I mean, I was glad to see the Huskies win. I I don't really have a uh I don't want to say dog in that fight. I don't have a I don't have a whatever in the Apple Cup, but uh you know, I'm always glad to see things follow Just their natural order. Embarrassing that uh Trump supporting pirate of a coach from wazoo is just a regular thing now it happens every year peterson's never lost to that dummy and he never will because the guy is in fact a dummy and um i i just don't know if uh if if you're watching a football game in palm springs if you're going to get the most clued in um uh, football crowd thank you for keeping that short this is the no point conversion for college football where there are a lot more first down timeouts uh all right, so Monday starts with the uh, the scene with the phone book from the jerk in the intro, and I only mention that because we got our phone book last week. You I don't know. Got a phone book? 
What? I, I don't know whose joke I'm stealing, but somebody printed out a portion of the internet and delivered it to our door for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and sure enough, our old apartment has a phone number listed under my name because it came with our triple play cable package. And I didn't know the number and we don't live there anymore. And we don't have that number anymore because we had to switch cable providers when we moved into the city. But we were in the phone book, so things are going to start happening to me now. I'm surprised you're still uh, joining us this morning. I would think your life would have taken off by now. Yeah, well, this is the only place that's not near those cans. Uh, Luke wants an emergency no point, but doesn't get it. Thank God. He had two last week. Yeah. Now, why why does he want an emergency no point on Monday? What happened on Sunday that was so great? Uh, this was because there were rumors that Condoleezza Rice was being interviewed <laughs> oh, as the, oh, the right. next head coach of the Browns. That was so lame. The <laughs> second I saw the headline, is like, no, that's not a thing. This is not a thing. Couldn't be a thing, wouldn't be a thing, and will never be a thing because he's not a football person or coach. Good, good PR play, though, by whoever from the Browns leaked that idea. Got everybody talking oh, yeah. about the Cleveland Browns yeah. for a day. I know. It was amazing. Right. I don't know. I don't think Condoleezza is going to do any worse than Wolverine did. No, no. No, no, no <laughs> doubt. That's the obvious That's the obvious joke is, is Hugh Jackman won two games in 17 years there, and uh, she could have easily done just as well. But I, I think, they're, think they're looking for, you know, I think they're looking for maybe a, uh, a football coach, someone in the football coaching community who coaches hmm. football well if that's the um, way they want to go with it to coach their football team, that's a right? weird choice right. i don't know if you got condy rice your team would just be a bunch of uh you know she could draft a bunch of foreign operatives nobody's ever heard of who are super athletic mm-hmm. like she knows hey, we're people. looking for a new attorney general uh do you think john gruden's available uh... <laughs> every case on the docket would be a gruden grinder Oh, grinder. Now I'm hungry. Uh, somebody texted uh, Luke and or Andrew about the early shows last week and did not like them. It was a friend of theirs. And I think they. Alluded. I didn't like them either. <laughs> did oh, you? so I guess I'm what I'm saying is it wasn't me that, right. that texted them. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it, it could have been me if I was if I ever dared to be critical to their faces. This is this is uh, Andrew. Uh, this is you bragging about having Luke and Andrew's cell phone numbers? Sure. Yeah, this is me bragging <laughs> about how I, I will never send them an honest text about how shitty those shows were. Uh, they get into the Pina Colada song for reasons I don't remember, and I only noted it because they start singing it. Well, Andrew sang it wrong. He said something like, if you like Pina Coladas and... Long walks on the long beach. Long walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Getting caught in a lie. <laughs> he did this several times this week. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, he's just conflating his different uh, personal sad tropes. So, yeah. Eh. We get an apology from Luke uh, about mixing up Rashawn Sheehy and Rod Smart. So, Mike, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Yep. Luke judged a stand up competition uh, in Bellingham over the weekend, and his embarrassing moment was thinking that they were using him for his star power. And then realizing that he was not invited to be a speaker on the panel. He was an also-ran among the judges. 
uh, this was not as nearly as cringy as he thinks it was. It was cringy in his mind, but in I'm, his sure, mind, yeah, I'm right. sure yeah. nobody else at the event noticed anything about him, as was designed. He was not meant to be noticed. He was only embarrassed in front of his wife and child. Right. <laughs> that happens all the time. I'm yeah, embarrassed by my, in front of my that. wife every day. Yeah. Sure. He doesn't need the help of a, an entire panel and a bunch of comedians to do that. He could just do that at home in the right. privacy of his own mm-hmm. home. Right. He didn't have to put a suit on for that. No. So, I mean, he was really in his head about how cringy it was, but I don't have that much to say about it because it's just a humbling moment for him and mm-hmm. kind of funny, but whatever. Like I said, nobody noticed but him. And apparently, if this he had skateboarded woman... in like Poochie and like, like like he was a big deal or whatever, and they'd have been like, uh, uh, "Poochie, you're in row row double Q up there." So just in case somebody dies or has a heart attack during the judging, you'll be available. All right, we can roll quick through the rest of Monday. Doctor Rob was one of the donors of the day. Hi, Rob. Just they kept wanted... calling him Doctor Robert, and it just made me. I, know. I don't know. It sounded wrong like every that. time because it. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, well, you know, it was weird. Uh, maybe they just wanted to embrace the Beatles more. I don't know. That's the only Dr. Robert I know. Uh, Andrew has a thumb cyst. Mm, sexy. He got some cast iron pan grit grossness under a fingernail. Oh. Which sounds... Oh, man. You might as well just kill yourself. That's so painful. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Luke commiserates by talking about having an issue with one of his fingers and just soaking it in hot water over and over again until it was okay. Or hot soup. Or hot soup, like the movie <laughs> Night Patrol. Right. But that works. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I've worked in hospitals most of my life. That definitely is a treatment. You just go, they send you down to the, the cafeteria. For some, get some for soup? The soup of the day. Yeah, soup. Hot soup. Doesn't matter I have a lot kind. of problems uh with with my fingertips i get these these awful things that grow in under under my nails and i have to dig them out eventually yeah. and yeah that's part of it is you have to get you have to get it as warm as possible to to dull the pain because <clears throat> cold uh cold temperatures cold water cold in general is not your friend when you have problems with your fingertips and anything under your nail is especially troublesome yeah so so just, just leave it at that. That's because people don't want to hear this stuff. Slip that into a little lobster bisque. Maybe some <laughs> chili con carne. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to ruin my meal times with pain. So I, I just use hot water and then yeah. later I'll eat the bisque. <laughs> uh, the package. The package is still missing. Oh, Jesus Christ. If this pack package came to my house, I would fire it directly into the trash. <laughs> uh, I just, it's so, this, this, uh, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. Speaking of throwing out other people's mail, uh, this is the, you live in a new place and get somebody else's old mail conundrum. Mm-hmm. What do you do mm-hmm. when you get mail for the guy who lived in your place three people before you? Trash it. Yeah. Yep. Emily's great. She, she. She um she religiously puts it back, you know, put rights on it, puts it back. Uh I do that if it's something important. 
I like oh, you know right, from the right, Social right. Security Administration or from the government or whatever. I'll 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 do return to sender or not at this address or something. But most of the time, it's garbage and I throw it away. But what if Publishers Clearinghouse is trying to reach them about their their million dollar <laughs> prize? <laughs> well, too bad. Emily's just so fastidious about it. I mean, like it doesn't matter what it is. She 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 writes on it. She returns it. Um, and then and then I mean she takes the mail so seriously like every piece of mail that comes into the house every package that comes into the house she has to uh destroy shred the um the mailing label oh i'm like that and, too mm-hmm. it, but i i'm always asking her cuz like i'll i will try to play along and and do the do the same thing she does and but occasionally you know, um, something with our address will end up in the trash and she'll fish it out and go, what, you know, what is this? And I said, what if, what if someone went through our trash and found out where we lived? You know? <laughs> it's so easy to find where somebody lives. I, I, I've had that same internal debate. It's like, if they really wanted to know, they could just look it up. They could just look up from our trash and go, oh, <laughs> or that, say, oh it's this uh, house. <laughs> Yep. I'm on Hawk Drive and this is the address I'm I'm fishing through the trash at. So I feel go. more strongly when I get like um credit card applications and it, things that could okay. be used to sure. open an account in my name. Sure. I'm yeah. pretty pretty quick. I definitely to make take sure those, those to work shredded. and throw them in the shred bin that I don't have. Oh to yeah. <laughs> I'm totally in favor of that, but but like stuff that the only piece of information is our address is like uh that's pretty low I risk. I have a question we'll... about I have I have a dilemma currently about a misdirected. It's not mail, but it's money. So last night I was I was watching Battlestar Galactica and I looked down at my phone and I got a notification from PayPal that says you got money. And I was like, "What? I'm not expecting any PayPal oh. money." And I got $135. And it's from somebody named Tina Staten and the message was like RF Black Friday and then a black heart. And I don't know this person. And so clearly they had the wrong... This is another wrong email, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. happens to me constantly. But this time it's like bank error in my favor. And there, there's no way for me to return <laughs> it. You know, like there's no PayPal button that's like, no, reject money. <laughs> like you can't do that apparently. So I, you know, their email is attached. I sent them an email. I said, I don't think you meant to send this to me. And she said, oh, you're right. Can you send it back? And... And my first instinct is like, no, mm. you made the mistake. Why do I have mm. to send it back? You send it back, and then she finds a way to reverse her payment, and then you're hosed for $135. Right, right. She needs to just contact. I kind of think she needs to contact PayPal. Yeah. Is this the person on Facebook who's all of her all of her posts are from the Orange Theory Fitness in Jacksonville, Florida? <laughs> I didn't look her up. Her, her PayPal... Um, picture is looks like some sort of sports jersey but it's so blurry i can't make it out it's like black and blue it would be mortals and those are kind of the right colors okay (laughs) Hmm. maybe i should just keep it she's actually a buddhist monk and she can only communicate through email (laughs) (laughs) and paypal uh yeah i mean could be a scam so it would be safer just to keep it Mm -hmm. yeah of course you could donate it to little red bandwagon Nah. <laughs> uh, Burbank Springs doesn't flood anymore. Luke just wanted us to know that. So that's good. Uh, I do think of this occasionally because being in a Garden View Studios, which is a euphemism for halfway in the basement, and having a bathroom on this level, 
I do worry that my shower and my bathroom, because I use the one down here, is going to be the first to go if the water table rises around here. Mm-hmm. So, not yet. Fingers crossed. Uh, we You'll get some find emails out in the spring. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, get some uh, conversation about loud talkers in public. People who watch videos and such on their phones out loud. This is a follow up from last week. Uh, Luke saw the actor Michael Chiklis in public once. I don't remember how this transitioned to that, but stop bragging. <laughs> I mean, a couple of things. One, Michael Chiklis would be hard to miss in public, right? Like, he's yeah. not a guy who looks like other guys. Yeah. Well, and l- unless there were a lot of tall people around. Sure, then, then you'd really miss him. Uh, my favorite hockey podcast, Pup- Puck Soup, which is sort of about hockey and sort of about a lot of other things, uh, much like TPTL, I guess. No, it's a lot better. Um, they do a Patreon mailbag episodes you pay a few bucks a month and you also get the mailbag and people submit questions but most of the questions have been boiled down to just fuck mary kill scenarios and i was very proud a couple of weeks ago to have a fuck mary kill read on the mailbag episode which was nhl commissioner gary bettman mlb commissioner rob manfred and the commish michael chiklis mm. so something to ponder mm. uh I, bettman's the obvious kill <laughs> he's made a lot of money for the nhl he is annoying as hell and he still doesn't believe that cte yeah but they're not in seattle yet they're not in seattle oh if they're they, getting if, there if you're only two years oh, away from the seattle there. everybody's getting there oh the nba is <laughs> getting back there the nhl is gonna come i mean i i've i've i'll be long dead before the before the uh, both of those franchises show up in seattle so so fuck you, Gary Bettman. You die in this scenario. I don't care who who, who I fuck or marry, but as long as you die. <laughs> uh, and finally, what we've all been waiting for on Monday, the email about the guy who brought a puke bag to the opera. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was going to puke and he still went. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's something else right there. Yeah, there were plenty of chances where he could have gone. Could someone else take my niece to the opera? Um, I I'm going to be puking all night. You know, <laughs> he came prepared. There's no black. I mean, there's no gray area here. You right. Yeah, it doesn't come in the seat back of the, of the 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 chair. I mean, I haven't been to the opera in a while, but I don't think uh, they come with puke bags. Uh, jazz clubs certainly should. They certainly should come with puke bags. I do hate when the asshole in front of you at the opera reclines without asking first. Uh. <laughs> right? Give him a scalp treatment. Anne is surprisingly quiet about this. Oh, I feel the same way about puke stories as I do about fart stories and poop stories. I think both mm. of which we have coming up. <laughs> okay. You're just holding your powder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Monday. Go to Tuesday, number 2775, from the inside of my brain to the outside of my mouth. Andrew is proud of himself that he put his coffee in a thermos instead of bringing the whole pot and sitting it next to him on a chair. <laughs> so, I like that confession. That was pretty, that was a cool image of him sitting next to a coffee pot with cats in the house. I just couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. I would just be like, one of these cats is going to fuck this situation up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hashtag life goals for Andrew. Just take another box. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't even know how they got into this topic. It's not very interesting, but they talked about Kimberly Guilfoyle and how she used to be married to San Francisco. Is he now the governor-elect? Yeah, he won that. Uh, uh, Governor-elect of California, Gavin Newsom. Uh, But they divorced, and now she's dating Donald Trump Jr. And how can that be that you can go from being with somebody who is a super progressive liberal to somebody who's a conservative troll? It's about power, of course. She's just in the power Mm. of it all. Well, let me comment on on this. Um, uh, My only real knowledge of Gavin Newsom is from listening to him on the Adam Carolla podcast. And Adam Carolla is a, a conservative guy. And... He uh, he would have Gavin Newsom on, and they disagreed on almost everything politically. But Gavin Newsom and Adam Carolla are agreeable people. I, I guess I, Adam isn't always agreeable, but they are they are people who have thoughts run through their heads, and they don't just get married to a um, political ideology, and and it precludes all agreeable discourse from there. So, uh, what I know of Gavin Newsom is he he is a pretty charismatic and intelligent and decent human being. And I'm glad he got elected governor of California. Um, to go from that mm-hmm. to Donald Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. That's a rough ride right there. That's a, that's a, that's a bad slide. That's I why I say it has to be about power. It has to yeah, be. Yeah, That's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke is really is pleased that Donald Trump Jr. is unphotogenic. That's making him really happy. Oh, and I, I don't know what Gavin Newsom looks like. I've never even seen a picture of him. But even if he looked like Gollum, <laughs> I would well, rather yeah. sleep with him than Donald Trump Jr. They kind of have the same hair. They do that sort of grease slick back. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures of the look. two of them right now. And he is just, I mean, it's not saying anything new, but he he really lo- looks like a, a mutated chipmunk there's something wrong with his face and i can't tell what it is there's something wrong with his face i like like that it's so non-specific yet specific it's true your your face is just it's not right your face the thing of it is is that it's disturbing because it's almost there but not quite he's like one click away from being handsome but yeah. the softness and the inbreeding—I mean, he's not inbred, but you know what I mean. It, it, it I sure don't know. seems like it. It really just warped something that had potential there. Yeah, his smile was programmed wrong or something. Yeah, it's like a like a, a ch- slightly chubby Picasso <laughs> <laughs> with no chin. Maybe the chin is yeah. part of it. Maybe. Or the chin, the chin is there, but it's in the upper right corner, or it's over here. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like it's it's very strong, but it's just in another segment of the face. There's a lot of money that went into that appearance that really mm-hmm. just didn't quite do the job, yeah. and it's it's weird yeah. looking. All politics aside, I just found a picture of the three of them side by side by side. And it does look like a threesome in her hell. (laughs) All right. I got to check it out. Bobby, you're always doing this. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right? I, oh, I wasn't ready for her. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants. That's fine. (laughs) We can lose her to the other team. That's 
She can go play for them. I think there's a lot of plastic surgery in there already. Yeah, there is. Yeah. All right. Let's move on from that. Um, boy, Luke really starts this episode off with with some great observations. He says one thing he's learned about getting up this early is that it's dark in the morning. Good Lord. And he says, he says, quote, this is like being up at night, unquote. <laughs> uh, then they can't figure out the dis- the difference between the solstice and the equinox, although they do get there eventually. Although I think that's something that should really come straight to mind for most of us. Um, and they also can't figure out weather or averages. Luke is on this thing where he wants to get to the solstice because then it means the days are getting shorter and getting lighter. And he feels very happy because this is the day that on average has the most rainfall in Seattle. And he feels pretty good because it didn't rain today. So they're in the clear. Oh man. Oh, global warming's not a thing. It's hot today. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's cold today. Um, I'll vouch for him about the, um, about the, the darkness thing in that when Emily leaves town, um, she's, she's, uh, cultivated this 5 a.m. breakfast time for the dogs, which is really annoying when she leaves town. So I, I gotta get up and I feed the dogs. And since I'm up, I have a hard time getting back to sleep. So I don't go back to bed. So since I'm up, I take care of all their bullshit needs. Um, the dogs and the cats and the bunny and all that. And that takes about a half an hour to 45 minutes. And then I just do all my normal chores. And then I will I will be like, okay, well, I'll start switching some lights off, you know, and I'll be heading to the mountain room and, and whatever. Be like, it's still fucking dark. <laughs> this is, it's, this is insane. Why was I up doing all this? And the answer is because animals and their, their clocks will adjust to whatever benefits them the most and it will benefit them very quickly and they will adjust to it very quickly. Meredith, you know this. You know what, Mike? I've got a solution for you. Get another kitten. Um, I know you're not going to like that idea. <laughs> Emily will. So this is this is what's happened in my house. I don't know why and I don't know how, but they let me sleep as long as I want now. Uh, I don't know if really? the kitten is entertaining them. I slept until 7.30 this morning, which is, I that's mean, that insanity. might not so- sound impressive, but that's incredible. No, um, that's, that is pretty incredible. Yeah. I don't know why they don't, they don't scratch at the door anymore. They don't, you know, I, I don't know if maybe they're just trying to murder the kitten so intently that they have decided mm-hmm. to leave me alone, but um, it's worked. Another kitten. All yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm just really tickled by the image of you, Mike, as like a zookeeper in your crocodile hunter khaki shorts with like your bucket of grain going around to each of the animals and feeding them. Yeah, that's me. That's me. And then, then I do all the human chores and, and then I'm, I'm uh, ready to start, start uh, my day, but it's still fucking dark. And I realize I should still be asleep right now. It's like being awake at night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Luke has a new iPhone sleep coach app thing with a new alarm and he's very excited by that because <clears throat> he's always excited by new gadgets and new systems by which he can use to not organize his life. Uh, they get into uh, technology talk and 
it's very circuitous, but they end up asking the question, would we care if our Roombas were recording us and sending out the information to, I assume, like a, a shadowy government cabal or Facebook, you know, whichever. Uh, I'm I'm like Luke. It's like, I don't care because I'm not doing anything. But I could imagine that if you were perhaps part of a marginalized group, like, say, Muslims, it would not be cool to have your Roomba recording your movements all the time just because it's not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also have the uh, upshot of right now the shadow government being led by Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually. I don't cool think our shadow government could be in better hands at this yeah. point. I'm, I'm really. <laughs> yeah, I'm in favor of it. They need to do more work. <laughs> yeah, let's get the deep state, you know, really humming. Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, top story for the day is that, oh boy, you know how I love garbage stories. Um, Andrew was putting the cans back immediately after the truck had picked them up of course i imagine him like in the living room with his ear out waiting to hear the rumble of the truck go past oh god and then he's like garbage booking down there to get his garbage cans so that nobody else uses them for their own purposes uh and he says that he was coming back down the alley and he unintentionally quote unquote snuck up on a lady just as she was putting a bag of dog poop in his freshly emptied garbage can and he said, thanks. And she was so startled that she screamed. And he said, it's all right. And then just took the trash away. So now he feels bad because he scared her. Hey, you know how much bad behavior there is out there as far as people letting their, their animals poop all over the place and not mm-hmm. picking it up? I'm not going to shame anybody for picking up their animal poop and disposing it in a trash can, even if it's mine. I so, do not want off, your animal's everyone. poop in my trash can that's in my garage I don't for care. a week. I don't care. It's disgusting. I don't care. Your, don't your put trash it in my can space. is sealed. You can't, you can't smell it until you open it and to put your trash in and then just hold your breath for five seconds and then it's not on the fucking lawn or in the street. What you if what I'm I put my bag of trash on top of it and it splooshes out the sides and then I have shit in the bottom of my garbage can forever. And then and then you're you're smelling it how? Because your garbage can is always closed. Is it not? Or do you leave it open? Well, it's not like a seal. It's not an airtight seal in the garbage. What kind of when garbage you go cans in your garage, do you, do you smell Oh do yeah. You smell the Hey, in the hey, summer, I had I the do. cat food, rotten cat food thing in our trash. Yeah, but that's and your you choice. you could not smell it. You could not smell it unless you opened the can. Well, I guess I just don't so. have the incredible garbage technology that you guys have down in Austin <laughs> that keeps everything hermetically sealed. Uh, if you just want it on your driveway or in the street or on your lawn, then then uh, let's uh, let's... Let's keep shaming people. Are who are those trying to are those the only two options? Put away their pet waste. in my trash can or on my driveway. There's no other solution to this problem. Um, they could carry it all the way home, but what they if could. they have a multiple pooer? What if they have multiple dogs? What if they have? Well, maybe they, they should have considered walker? that before they got dogs. Your choice, your problem, problem, not my your, problem. Is this a big problem in your life? Amy? No, but it's the principle of the thing. See, you're fighting about a principle when I'm mm-hmm. fighting about about poop in the streets. I'm out. I'm 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 as real as the poop in the streets. 
well, there's definitely some shit in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can just agree to disagree and then and that I you're wrong. I think we will. It's a good Meredith. thing we live at opposite ends of the country. Do you want some popcorn or something? Gosh, yes. <laughs> this is fun. I don't have a dog haha, in this fight anymore, so I don't Right, care. right. I just think it's not cool to impose your poop on anybody else. I've never put my poop in anyone else's trash can. I've experienced people putting poop in my trash can. And mm-hmm. and every time I've, I've seen it, I you know, I didn't want to sneak up on them and shame them. I'm like, yeah, thank you for not, you know, letting the neighborhood get pooped up. Mm, let's throw them a parade for being a decent let's human. Let's throw them a parade and me a parade for not shaming them for being a human. Parades human. all around. Yeah. Speaking of parades, um, <laughs> why do people watch parades on TV? I don't <laughs> anyway, that might be a topic for another time. Well, Genevieve is mad at Andrew because he didn't make this lady retrieve her goddamn dog poop out of their trash can. Um, mm. Luke's take is that he wouldn't make somebody take it out uh, because then he no. would lose the moral high ground. <laughs> he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't be able to be aggravated at them anymore. And <laughs> he would so enjoy being aggravated. He doesn't want to lose Luke that. Luke doesn't pick up his own dog's poop. So right. nothing he says on this topic has any relevance. Right. Genevieve, Genevieve is not a dog owner, nor is Andrew. They don't get it. Um, maybe also, someday they will. do you think Genevieve does anything with the trash? How on top of it Andrew is? She probably no, doesn't no. deal with it even a tiny little bit. She just drops it on the ground and goes to bed. Yeah. I mean, that's her. I'm sure that's how she handles trash. Like, like Emily ain't too worried about stuff because she knows I'll pick it up. You know? Like, I think Genevieve's the same thing. It's like, okay, well, I'm done with this. You know, clap, clap your hands together like a dealer who's, you know, whose shift is over and... And then, you know, she knows I'm going to come in and pick up the dishes or the trash or whatever it is. And, you know, see, she doesn't have the right to be indignant about this. I don't think. Okay. Um, Luke says that his way to deal with it would be to, like, try and not shame her. But he would be like, well, that's your freebie to be, like, Ugh. charming and funny. <laughs> but let her know that's not cool for the Jesus. next time. And hoping, he said he hoped that the rest of the day she felt bad. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty mean. Felt bad for trying to throw away her pet's yeah. waste, for not leaving it on the street mm-hmm. or in the yard. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bullshit. That's, I'm not going for bullshit in my trash can at all. <laughs> that's well, just, yeah. That's... Let's draw the line there. Actually, it smells better than dog shit, so I think I'd be fine with the bullshit. Mm. Anyway. Oh, let's go on to the second disgusting top story (laughs) about the Scottish dart player in like the World Cup of Darts or something who his opponent accused him of farting after he would throw his dart and just before he was going to cede the stage to the opponent. Um, Why do we have to have these stories on TBTL? Don't like it. It's Gross. They're little boys who think that farts are funny. <sighs> uh, I'm with you on this one, Anne. I, I'm 
farting farts i'm i don't find them very uh-huh entertaining or funny or not in, into it he uh so this guy who by the way if you look him up he uh, he looks like an enforcer for tony soprano only a british a british enforcer <laughs> for tony soprano he's not not a great looking guy um like he, like a big pussy with bad teeth yeah exactly uh he denies that this farting behavior he says basically if i farted you'd know about it because this one time i shit my pants during a darts <laughs> competition mm-hmm. the george um, brett defense <laughs> let's go to the videotape <laughs> Uh, the guys tried to decide if this is the only sport, quote unquote, sport where you could um, lay this kind of booby trap for your opponent. Could you do it with no. baseball? That's not true. Maybe to the catcher. Bowling. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. bowling. But they say there's movement in bowling. so You could crop dust the place where the guy has to stand pretty easily. Right. Yeah, where he's going to pick up his ball. You just start walking back yeah. to your spot, and then right when you hit the ball return, you just blast one out. And Actually, I take it back. Oh, it's pretty funny. Go through that cloud. Meredith, no! <laughs> we lost her. We lost her. See, I Damn struggle it. with this because I, I grew up in a house where farts were hilarious. Like, that was the basis uh-huh. of... So this is this is part of the problem. I, I think I've said this before. Canadians don't appreciate sarcasm, just generally speaking. So the humor mm. level is a little bit different. But farts, fart mm. humor is top notch. And so it took me years to deprogram that out of my brain. Now there's still a moment we we joke about farts around here occasionally, but it's not farting. It's the threat of a fart. It's, it's the face oh, someone well, makes. That's it's, different. It's the implication. <laughs> that's where the humor is. It's not the actual act of doing it. Whatever uh, makes your marriage I've, work, I've, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've found I found that that uh, as I'm entering my dotage. <laughs> Um, like I'll just lean over and a fart will come out and I'm like, that's not, that, that didn't used to be a thing that could happen. And that's about <laughs> as far, that's about as far as funny as I find it, you know? All right. Luke says it's always a reliable strategy to blame your farts on the dog. He retells mm-hmm. that story that he's told many a time of going with his friend's family to a place and farting all the way home and every once in a while saying <laughs> Zorba to the dog. The, 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 the problem with that strategy is, um, I mean, if you're just a kid in a car or whatever, that that's, that's one thing. But if you're just in a long-term relationship in a home with um, other humans and pets, we know what their farts smell like. <laughs> I mean, Frank's fart smelled like Chinese food, you know, <laughs> Ginger's ginger's farts have their own thing, you know. It's like, like if you tried to pass up, you just can't do it. You're like, no, that's a that's a ginger fart, uh, or or that's not a ginger fart. That was you. So just give it up. I mean, don't even try it. We know what they smell like. Oh God! All right. <laughs> uh, Meredith, you're not you're not going to bat for me at all on this stuff. Like, I'm, like I maybe have have turned the corner again. Maybe it's just okay. bowling and farts that I find funny. <laughs> the bowling, the, the bowl, just the the picture of the cloud of fart yeah. that you have to walk into to get your ball. Yeah. Right. Ugh. 
All right, let's end Tuesday <laughs> with this voicemail from quote unquote anonymous. We may or may not or may know who this person is. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to blow their spot up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Stole, and I'm going to just call it that, not rescued, stole a six-week-old puppy from a dog park that they, she, um, said was left unattended. Um, many questions, as Christy would say, more questions than answers. Andrew wants to know, well, why didn't you wait longer than 45 minutes um, why didn't you go back I later? I think it was 20 minutes, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was, 20, it was not 20. very long. Uh, why were you at no. the dog park anyway? Like scoping out dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, That's we the best d- question. We did get clarification <laughs> on that was that the dog park is next to a running track and she was at the running track. Oh, sure. And so it just happened to, you know, look at yeah, the Yeah, but were doggies. you running or were you just like, like leaning over, you know, <laughs> leaning over the fence? Uh, Luke's position is that using the dog park is as a free dog sitting. That's not the action of a responsible dog owner anyway. So I don't even remember what the context for the call was, but interesting thought process there. She's a cute dog. Oh, amazing dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, maybe that justifies it right there. And that's enough for Tuesday. No more poop stories this week. There was nothing on Wednesday, so you can relax. Wednesday is 2776. If washing you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Um, So this show starts out with... um, Andrew was so proud of that pun, (laughs) Meredith. My ugh is because they spend so much time talking about dishes. Yeah. Well, sponges. In combination, well, sponges, yeah. In combination with Luke, you know, of course, rehashing a tweet. He's got to do that at least once a week. So he, 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 he tweeted out a tweet about washing a, co- if you wash your coffee pot every day, it makes you a psychopath. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't care enough to form an opinion on this. If you run your washing machine every day, then you run your coffee pot every day. If you don't, then sometimes rinsing it out is okay. This is not. Something that's like should have taken up forty five no, minutes. No, it's not worth arguing show. about. I mean, I think you should yeah. wash your coffee pot at some point. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. But you rinse, rinse it out at least. Rinse every it out day, at least every day. You run day. your sure. washing machine. Just throw it in there. And do you mean dishwasher it. or do you really put your coffee pot in dishwasher. the washing machine? Okay. No, sorry. Yeah, that that would that would be disastrous. My clothes are full of glass. <laughs> I would. Ouch! I, <laughs> this underwear hurts. <laughs> I would wash my coffee coffee pot just for the aesthetics of it because those brown stains just are nasty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind they of a debate theme for this week, actually. True. Ugh. They describe coffee as just wet beans, which is not a good justification for not cleaning something that <laughs> wet, wet beans, beans go into. I would wash um, a pot that I cooked beans in. Sure, of course. <laughs> I mean, there's different standards of cleanliness for different things. Like, you don't put your mouth on a coffee pot, so I don't think it needs to be scrubbed constantly like a, like a mug would, but we don't need to relitigate this. And it's, it's not a health risk either. No, it's that, not. See, that's, that's It's like the your thing coffee might taste kind of gross it, the next time. That's what right. I would, would want to avoid. You know, it's a slippery slope, though. First, you put the coffee pot on a chair next to you in your office. Mm-hmm. Three steps later, you mm-hmm. are just putting your mouth right on that coffee pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Just yeah. right on the coffee pot. Mm-hmm. 
They talk a lot more about dishwashing. Um, Andrew loves those soap wands with the sponges oh my on God. the end. Just, his devotion to those soap wands is I know. getting weird. Yeah, it is. Well, he's made a whole new podcast about it, so he maybe should say He sets aside it. an hour and a half to clean his coffee pot. <laughs> with his beloved soap wand. Here's a, sun, here's a sponge tangent for you. We're a sponge family. We change our sponge early and often. <laughs> Uh, when I stayed at that Airbnb for work outside of Boston a couple of weeks ago, I was there for just over a week. And when I first got there, I noticed that the sponge on the sink had, had been there a while. It was clearly a well-worn sponge. Um, I have stayed in other places where when you get there, there's a new single package sponge still in the package, which I think is great. Like, that's very appropriate. Mm-hmm. New guest, new sponge. So I went and bought a sponge for a dollar from the grocery store while I was doing my grocery shopping for the week. And I just replaced the sponge because it seemed like the right thing to do. And I left my newer sponge there and threw out their older one when I left. Uh, just just change your sponge. I don't care what you use. Just just change it often. That's the real problem. Yep. Where's your parade, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in line. And why aren't I watching it or not watching it? <laughs> I'll be in line right after the veteran podcaster. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, Phyllis <laughs> sent us a picture for iPad Thursday morning, and it was a the jolly green giant float in the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade and said something about, I think something about either all of us being weird or just white people being weird. I don't remember which, but either way, I think I it was Americans it. are weird. Americans. Yeah. Americans and white people. It's true. Yeah, almost synonymous when it comes to who designs our parades. Um, was the jolly green giant designed to terrify children into <laughs> eating peas? <laughs> He's jolly. Because I used to dump mine in the heat grate in the corner of the living room. (laughs) Is he coming for me? Maybe. That was a a nickname of mine as a child that I hated. More like a... Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't like that. Because I was tall and I had green eyes, so that's kid logic as in sick burn. Oh, sorry. I want to grab one of those kids and beat the other kids to death with that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Top story for today. Uh, The Christmas tree farm lobby has spent about a million dollars on ads um, that are anti artificial Christmas tree. Um, So they're, but they're kind of talking uh, out of both sides of their mouths here because they Mm -hmm. also say that they don't actually care where you get your Christmas tree from or what kind of Christmas tree it is. Uh, so Luke goes on and on about what is their deal? Well, this was too confusing because they didn't they didn't have all the facts clear. I was going to say they didn't know what they were talking about, but yeah, that I mean well, that goes without saying. Yeah, but there were multiple tree associations, and some of them had some platforms, and others I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. Okay. It didn't seem like top story material to me either, but no. it did lead them into a conversation about um, weird, uh, you know, niche hobbies or, or lobbies, I guess. Hobby lobbies. Whoops. Um, and Luke no. talked about how he might go to a pizza convention. Um, and if there's yeah, there's a convention for everything. It doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all that there's one for pizza. And I thought it ha- might have something to do with Carrie's job, but apparently it's just for CBS Sunday morning. Hmm. Um, I've been to that convention. It's awesome. Oh, it really is great. I was going to ask, is it all like the big pizza conglomerates all the way down to the artisans? It's it's mostly about technology. Mm. Um, Oh, pizza technology. But but 
But there's plenty there's plenty to eat as well. I know? imagine. Sure. That sounds great. Um, there was a sidebar. Yeah, there, there, are, there are like three or four uh, trade magazines. Pizza Today is probably the biggest <laughs> one. And, and uh, it's uh, it's all pretty fascinating when you're in the business. And uh, But it's a very delicious convention if you find yourself there. You, you should wander through if it fits in your hotel. Don't worry about a lanyard. Nobody gives a shit about your lanyard, you know, <laughs> as long as you're ready to pay pay $60,000 for your oven. Yikes. You should subscribe to Pizza Tomorrow. Pizza today is not what you want. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Well, uh, I no actually in the restaurant business you don't want to get too far ahead. If you if you get into the technology of tomorrow, you'll find yourself uh, out on the streets today. Mm, mm. So you want to you want to be in the middle of it. I see. Know? I don't just, know. I like, a lot of dead money out there. I like Anne's forward thinking. Pizza Today, leading magazine for pizza professionals, pizzatoday.com. It's a real, very real, <laughs> it's a thing. real thing. Yeah. What about, mm-hmm. well, so Luke later in the week talks about how, how much he likes pizza tomorrow. Pizza yesterday, today. <laughs> <laughs> Plus salmonella or whatever. Ugh. Um, I don't know how this appeared, but they talked about this um, film called Shirkers on Netflix. Um, I guess it was like some cool kids from Singapore who made a movie and they thought that the film was lost, but then somebody found it. Okay. That's cool. Is that their version of slackers? I guess. Uninteresting. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Has anyone seen it? Has any, I don't, I've never heard of this. So no, no me neither. No. Okay. It no. was a, it was a Luke recommendation. Just sort of, okay. he was eager to share it and he did. Okay. Um, what really turned out to be kind of the top, top story of the day is this woman um, named Angelin, um, who's basically known for being famous. Um, she has uh, billboards throughout L.A. that they said are uh, bankrolled by a scotch tape magnate. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? An- I think it's Angeline. That's how I've heard it pronounced. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not sure, but that's how I heard it pronounced, you know, when I was living on the West Coast. or So she's LA, a known Angeline. quantity on the west coast yeah. i've never heard of her yeah um it's kind of it's kind of a strange story she's like you know um kim kardashian before kim kardashian i guess um mm-hmm. luke goes on at length about how surprised he is that she's smart because she's also pretty <laughs> crazy <laughs> those two things can't coexist <laughs> no um, she created a fan magazine where all the ads are for businesses that she uses or people who are associated with her. Um, and this reporter did this whole expose on her and kind of blew up her spot. And so they discuss whether that was okay or not. And they decide it was because she ran for governor of California at one point. So she opens herself up to further scrutiny. Well, mm-hmm. you put your boobs on a billboard. That's, uh, this is what happens. Or a scotch tape you, I guess. billionaire puts your boobs on a billboard. <laughs> There's no such mm-hmm. thing as a scotch tape billionaire. <laughs> Scotch tape at is least, a brand. At least when your boobs start to your boobs start to sag, you can tape them together. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Scotch tape is a brand owned by 3M, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. There, there's even if you invented Scotch tape, 3M holds the patent. That's what happened to the guy who invented, invented Post-it notes. He got shafted right. because it's their intellectual property. Oh. Same is true for Scotch the, tape. The, there's no Scotch tape billionaire. The the guy who sold the patent had enough for some billboards, and, and so he <laughs> sure, bought okay. all of those billboards, mm-hmm. and he was never heard from again. This sure. married guy with a foot fetish, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest part. Not the lady who loves being famous. I think I want to know more about this Scotch tape guy. Well, I respect her hustle. 
Yeah. It's one of the things. And I've always said that about Kim oh, Kardashian yeah. too, is mm-hmm. I, her life is not for me. Um, I have a lot of problems with what she does, but she is always on her grind, so to speak. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Um, and then to round out a weird show, Andrew plays the audio of an Edward R. Murrow interview with Dean Martin on the show Person to Person. Um, mm-hmm. And then they discuss uh, how the Rat Pack guys were probably terrible, although mm-hmm. one of them wasn't totally racist. So maybe not. And then not Luke all the time that Marlon Brando was probably worse. <laughs> I thought this was kind of interesting in that Luke loved the Rat Pack so much. He thought they were so cool. And Andrew was mm-hmm. like, ugh. And they specifically uh, referenced Swingers and how they Luke was like, that's the best movie ever. And Andrew was like, 1,000 nopes hard pass. And I think it's yeah. because Luke ha- thinks that he could have been in the Rat Pack. I think he has yeah. this idea that he is a cool enough guy that he could hang with them. And Andrew's like, no, I'd be the guy that... The right. suits and the drinking. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, the he, gambling. He just thought that's the thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a- Andrew right. Andrew knows that if he was lucky, they would ignore him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Wednesday. All right. I think we're going to go quickly through Thursday, number twenty-seven seventy-seven. TBTL, a River of Gravy edition. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. The thirty-minute show is an hour and five minutes, which is about <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Andrew starts off with a grand example of his hypocrisy. He is such a holiday hater that he has bah humbugged, so to speak, Thanksgiving for years and years and years. He really would have preferred to be alone, sitting on the Dodge Caravan seat, staring at the picture of Janine Garofalo, than actually doing any kind of celebrating or any kind Don't of traditional Don't forget the anythings. ketchup stain. Right. It's very important. <laughs> Eating some cold Italian sausage. Um, But for the first time, he was kind of looking forward a little bit to Thanksgiving and the traditions that they're building. And Genevieve was like, "Mm, I don't think I'm going to do it this year. She threw the big Halloween party. They're going to host Christmas. And she's like, let's just sit this one out. And he is upset just a little bit. You know, it's been making me sad. The more Andrew talks about that and other things, I guess, recently is that it seems like his opinions don't matter all that much. <laughs> Maybe he lets himself get bowled over, but like, whoa, he wants to do Thanksgiving. He should yeah. do Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could just say, well, let's get your brother over here and I'll make some food and yeah. it'll it'll be cool. Or you don't have we'll to do the, anything. We'll I'll watch do the it. apple cup. If he yeah. wants to do it, he can do it, right? Like, he, Yeah, mm-hmm. he can make some instant mashed potatoes. No problem. Sure. <laughs> Um, but they do, Luke does say that, you know, it doesn't have to be the all or nothing. You can pre or partial, partially pre-prepare it. You could order it in. I mean, it's a little late for that, but you know, that'll still be fine. That'll Mm -hmm. scratch the itch. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be an all or nothing proposition. Uh, Luke, however, must, must, must be with his family on Thanksgiving. This is a deal breaker for his relationships. Boy, I mean, I... I hope he's a good partner for the other occasions. He seems to like Carrie's family and they go there for a lot of things. But this seems really hard on Carrie that she either has to go to Thanksgiving at her family's by herself or skip it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. To be married to a super possessor, it yep. can be 
uh, and like a nostalgia junkie the way that Luke is. Yeah. And to be fair to him, he does realize that that's kind of a shitty position to put her in, but he just feels so strongly about it. And he recounts all the reasons that we've all heard before about why Thanksgiving is so And they live so far away. Mm -hmm. It's, It's just, it's not, the geography doesn't work to to do both yep. for them. Cedro Willie couldn't be further, you know, couldn't couldn't be uh, any closer to Canada unless it was Bellingham and then Silverdale is really hard to get to. Doing both sucks. I'm as a child of divorce, I've done two Thanksgivings and two Christmases for most of my life and it's awful. It sounds yeah. great, but like, you know, I'll usually we would start the day at my mom's and have actual good food and then we'd have to go to my grandma's <laughs> and have food we had to pretend to like. It's like, can we just do the one, please? Mm-hmm. And you're already full, and so yeah, you're so just you doing can't... your best to not be insulting yep. to the next person. Yep. Mm-hmm. You end up getting bullied by the Jolly Green Giant for dumping their <laughs> peas into the heat grate. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> um, Andrew brings up a thought that I had actually already have, and I had already written it down in my notes to discuss today, so I'm glad that Andrew brought it up. Um, he's, what if Addie someday has other plans? And she decides yeah. that she's not coming to the Burbank Thanksgiving. And Luke That's is just like, happen. Luke's like, nope, nope, <laughs> we're not talking about this. <laughs> I mean, she's what, 24 now? 24, she's 25? She's yeah. going to have her own thing soon unless she's like him yep. and she can't bear to not be there. I mean, I'm sure Luke is a very fun dad and he's fun to hang out with and the Burbank family seems like a pretty fun family to hang out with. So maybe she never will make that decision, but it's something that he needs to prepare for emotionally. Uh, then the bulk of this show is Luke's top seven Thanksgiving foods. I don't understand why it's Luke's top seven and Andrew gets to comment and Andrew doesn't get to give his own <laughs> yeah, it was weird. top Thanksgiving it was foods. It really weird. It's very strange. Uh, I don't want to talk about this in depth because it's, I mean, other people's traditions is not, like, super interesting. Oh, your food is gross. My food is awesome. What? Cranberries isn't on the <laughs> list. I'm done with oh, this conversation. <laughs> but You're an idiot. Um, I wrote down a few observations from the, the green bean casserole. Andrew, quote, doesn't touch casseroles, which we knew, but somehow it shocks not. me when he just... <laughs> throws out an entire category of foods without even considering them. The thing that made me the la- laugh the most during that was when he said when he was a kid, he was a real picky eater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <right>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that was awesome. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Huh. You were, huh? Oh. Um, <laughs> in terms of stuffing, Luke says that st- Susie's stuffing has always had garbage bread in it. Because she she sees it as an excuse to get rid of old and nasty bread. It yeah. is that. Though. All it that is. bread from August. Well, that's also what French toast is for. Yep. That's right. fine. Sure. Well, I, I did think it was Scrape kind of... Scrape the mold off and drop it in the batter. I was just Let's about go. to say, as long as it doesn't have mold, <laughs> it's fair game. But all right. I mean, I think it was an interesting thread running through all of these about the internal family politics of gently moving Susie aside so that they can stop eating her shitty food and start eating the good food (laughs) made by all the trained professional cooks in Luke's family. They're truly blessed. That family is blessed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, the gravy comment from Andrew <laughs> was that as a kid, he refused to eat gravy, but now he just loves it. So, <laughs> man. Oh, God damn. That picture of Hillary stirring that gravy that she put in the chat. Mm. Oh, my God. Hillary looks fine, but the gravy. Oh. <laughs> oh. That I I had to be alone for a while when she posted that picture. <laughs> Uh, Aunt Mary Lou's broccoli salad. Uh, Andrew seems sort of on board with this until Luke starts talking about the cheese they sprinkle on the top. And then Andrew's silent reaction is like me when you guys are talking about poop. It's just (laughs) like this peculiar quality of silence where you can tell he's gagging. Mm -hmm. I don't want to encourage this discussion. (laughs) Um. Turkey, uh, this little gem of a nugget that Walt and Susie once cooked a turkey in a wet paper bag. Anybody yeah, know more about that? Reason for this? <laughs> I've heard of putting like a cheesecloth soaked in butter sure. on the top of it, but not a wet paper bag. Cheesecloth is so expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You've got plenty of paper bags lying around. The, the cheesecloth never has a woohoo deal on it. The ink barely, you can barely taste the ink. Right. <laughs> right. QFC. We're in a QFC turkey. <laughs> um, Walt usually cooks the turkey because he can follow directions, unlike Susie. <laughs> uh. all, all joking aside about following directions with turkey, for years now, whenever I've done a turkey for my family, they've always raved about how how it's not too dry. It's it's good. You know, Thank it's you not, for describing it that way instead of the other way. Right. It's exactly uh and i'm not saying this to brag because every turkey when i was growing up was terrible i think i've told on our show before of the times my grandmother microwaved the turkey yes mm-hmm. not uh, an internet joke that's now a right, meme. yeah right actually did microwave the turkey and then just threw it in the oven to brown it uh all these different things and i always tell them literally just follow the directions just a probe thermometer just use a probe mm-hmm. thermometer take take it out when it's done there's mm-hmm. no trick. <laughs> Just follow well, the directions. Also, I, you should you should never eat stuffing from someone who doesn't follow directions. Right? Because you'll get food you'll be poisoning. in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I prefer pan dressing anyway because I like crispy corners. Yeah. But yeah, sure. Oh God, just it's t- technology has made this so simple. I'm sure this was a feature. Yeah. At, you know the the turkey convention in vegas decades ago (laughs) i was just gonna bring that up because you you will get the latest in uh in technology at the pizza convention you'll you'll get everything cooked to the to the appropriate temperature Mm -hmm. for the ultimate uh you know um enjoyment and health right Mm -hmm. so yeah my secret ingredient is cooking it to the proper temperature Mm -hmm. reading comprehension you do it (laughs) I don't know, Can't but go wrong. every year I manage somehow. Hmm. Uh, let's move on to the discussion of mashed potatoes with butter. Luke specifies with butter. I assume that's butter on top of what goes into the preparation. Already is in yeah, there. I was going right? to say, right. who right. makes those without butter? You right. Need that, you need the volcano well of butter. Of course. When I put butter on things, it gets pointed out to me sometimes like, you know, there's already butter in that. I'm like, well, and okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not throwing me off my game here because uh, I'm, I'm putting some more on. 
we can fight about a lot of things on this show politely, of course, but I think we're all on the same page about that well of butter being essential. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the throwiest throw your phone moment of the week for me was when Andrew says, so what's the difference between mashed and whipped potatoes? <laughs> it looks like, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Wow. And then they look I'm it up and they're genuinely like, oh, one is mashed and one is whipped. Huh. huh. Interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. That was the best joke of the week. And they didn't even mean it to be a joke. I mean, I was laughing out loud at that. Uh, and Luke's number one Thanksgiving food. How Hawaiian rolls with butter. I don't think that's a surprise to any of us who have listened yeah. to TBTL long term. He is obsessed Mm -hmm. with those roles and you know he talks about how when he was constructing this list he didn't want to put stuff on it that you could have anytime and i was like um luke you know you can buy hawaiian rolls at the grocery store 365 366 on a leap year days of the year it's an end cap yeah yes um, again, with butter, the butter is very important. They get into a sort of a serious discussion because Andrew but, says... But wait, Andrew, do you know what? how much butter is already inside those rolls? Uh, you know how much butter was used in baking those rolls? Uh-huh. Why do you why are you adding butter? I don't know. Yeah. Because... It tastes good. Because <laughs> you can. Wait, whipped butter or like regular butter? Right. No, mashed butter. What's the difference? Mmm. <laughs> 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 uh, Andrew goes into dangerous territory here by stating that Hawaiian rolls are not their thing, that they do crescent rolls. And they get into discussion of which of them is correct. What is the quote unquote correct kind of roll for Thanksgiving? This is so stupid. Like Luke has never given one second of thought to like other people might eat other carb things. Mm -hmm. At their Thanksgiving, <laughs> eat what you want, make what you want. My mom makes homemade bread. That's fine. Do your thing. If Luke were at a different Thanksgiving and there were no Hawaiian rolls available, he would be completely stuffing his roll hole with <laughs> whatever, either bread. the homemade bread or mm-hmm. the crescent rolls or whatever. I mean, it's just a thing that happens with his family. He eats the Hawaiian rolls, but it's 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 just a carbon butter thing, and we're all into it. Yep. Let's just celebrate each other's differences. I wonder mm-hmm. what would happen if I had brought Luke over for Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter in Rhode Island and fed him a piece of the Portuguese sweetbread that's very common in that part of the country that we get from a little old lady who's the grandmother of someone Sam used to work with. And it comes on a paper plate in a plastic bag because she makes dozens of them every year. Uh, and it's basically just a different kind of sweet roll because Hawaiian rolls aren't as popular out here. But Portuguese sweetbread is. Right. He would, and he would realize it's throw the same it on thing. the floor. He would storm <laughs> yeah. out of this the house. This is an insult. How a, dare you minute, serve this to me, your guest? <laughs> it's a giant loaf of sweet roll. <laughs> mm. My sourdough rolls were a, a, a smash hit, I gotta say. Oh, good. Not to polish my own apple, but they were very good. And they're substantial enough that you could really clock someone in the head with one if they were being a jerk <laughs> about what bread you were serving. <laughs> I would open up my tiny mouth as large as 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 large as I could, Bobby, and just tap it into my, just keep tapping and tapping and adding butter as it went further into my roll hole. 
Like, there are worse ways to go. There really are. <laughs> he, he he died doing what he loved, choking on a roll. Choking rope. on a roll. <clears throat> I'm going to end Thursday with our uh, our criticism. I almost forgot. Chris, throw oh, your yeah, phone yeah, on yeah. this. Let's on Thursday. Get critical, critical. <laughs> we're going to get critical. Let's get into criticism. Let me hear your criticism. <laughs> hey there, Crit. What do you have to say? Go. I just wanted to hear the whole song. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I, I don't have ends. a. I don't have a power. I don't have a power out on that. I need to work on that. Crit says thirty minutes into the show, and it's official. Luke and Andrew are the most annoying holiday celebrators of all time. Uh, I don't know that I would agree with most annoying of all time, but I do see Crit's point. I. F- I did not enjoy this episode very much. I think mostly because no. of Luke's inflexibility on all of this. And he mm-hmm. sort of paid lip service a couple of times to other people may do other things. But he is so fixated on his traditions and he doesn't allow a lot of air for anybody else to have theirs. And I just I'm not interested in somebody saying this is the way it must be done in order to be satisfactory. My two takeaways from it were one, Christy probably was gagging through the whole thing because yeah. she hates all the yeah. food. And then two, big laughs on the whipped and mashed <laughs> yes. thing. That made the whole thing worth it for you? Big, big laughs. I'm like, are they kidding? <laughs> it was extra good for me it's... because I heard you, I listened after, I think, probably everybody else. And so the, the discussion in our chat, I was just enjoying it from afar. And it's like, oh, I yeah. can't wait until I get to this discussion. <laughs> And it just paid off 100%. It was so good. It was so great. I hadn't listened yet either, and the chat was going on about it. And I think, Anne, you're the one who asked me, well, how would you explain whipped versus mashed potatoes? And I wrote a one-sentence description of the difference between whipped and mashed potatoes. And then mm-hmm. you just said something you, like, You potato explained See? <laughs> and she, yeah, it was correct. And that was it. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think either one of these guys has ever picked up um, a mixer or, or or whipped anything. I don't think either one of them has ever yeah. done that in their no. life. So I think that's where that's why the confusion happened. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Friday, twenty seven seventy eight, gift of the magic Christian. Instead of a Ben Lee, they play Hungry Eyes, coming out of uh, the intro, which I'm I had not a that fan in my of. head for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, is there a more 80s song, 80s sounding song than Hungry Eyes? Nope. No. Um, we, we were talking about this. Emily and I were talking about this because she woke up on uh, Thanksgiving and I guess she read somewhere that uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was a good Thanksgiving movie, which I'd been trying to tell her for years. This is a great movie. It's so great. We should watch it or whatever. And um, But I never really like recorded it or pushed it or whatever. And this, since it was her idea, I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I got done with all the morning chores and, and we watched it. And she was laughing and laughing through the whole thing. And it was so great. And I was I was crying from laughing. I was crying because the movie, like, pays off emotionally. And um, the, the, the one thing that uh, was super dated about that movie is the soundtrack. Mm. It is just the most mm-hmm. 80s thing in the world. So I, I think if, if, uh, if John Hughes could go back and change something, it would be like, let's just 
tweak the soundtrack a little bit and make it because all the comedy holds up big time. Even the homophobic comedy about you know those aren't pillows, you know that right. that gag or whatever, <laughs> still kind of holds up even though you know it's like. Mm. So, um, the theme today is leftovers, which they won't get to till like the last five minutes of the mm-hmm. show. They talk about Black Friday uh, originally being something that people get so excited about. And now people are excited about not being excited about. And are are we being snobs for not wanting to participate in Black Friday? And it's uh, it's like a snake eating its own tail at this point. Like, I'm I'm not a participant. I don't care if you participate. It's fine. I'm I know where not to go on the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's it's been made pretty clear by exactly. our consumerism that mm-hmm. uh, you know I don't need to save money because I'm not going to spend any money so that's that's never going to be a problem for me um, they do a spoof a pretty involved spoof about Addie having a twin which doesn't really work and then Luke talks about how he's buying gifts early for the first time and they talk about reaching out to others, like um, significant others, for gift ideas, which isn't the worst idea, I Mm-mm. think. Yeah. If if you're if you're bereft of ideas, I'm 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 kind of on the fence. Like Andrew says, he's not a good gift buyer. I I'm not a good gift giver in, until I am. You know what I mean? Like I have some inspired gifts, but then. Often I have uninspired gifts, so I think I'm right in the middle on that. I mean, do y'all have any any inspired gift giving? Oh, Amazon wish lists where... have have solved all my problems. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, my family's so does like, everyone do that? Practical. That's what we do with our gift. You know, we draw names and and just exchange. Yeah, you're just buying, you know, something that they they were already going to buy for themselves. It's fine. It's more of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. In my family, Christmas, it's more fun to watch the little kids open it's stuff. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we switched to that a long time ago in our family. It's like gifts are only for the kids. But mm-hmm. Emily's family still does gifts, though. Hmm. It's and, too much for everybody. Luckily, I can't handle she, that. She takes charge of, of that. So that's that's good. But like, I still need to buy gifts for her. And I, you know, I, I think I'm, pretty thoughtful for the most part but sometimes it ends up being shark tank stuff yeah. <laughs> everybody could use another scrub daddy i i i almost shamed her the other day for not implementing one of the shark tank gifts that i gave her because um i was driving her car and i dropped my phone in the car on the way back from i think it was a prosthetist appointment and it was in between the seats and i had bought her one of those things that you put in between the seats and that expands and keeps things from falling in between the seats. And she, she never put it in there. And I had to go like, go back out to the car and I had to dig it out with like a back scratcher and a, and like the, I mean, it was like, and I was worn out and I was thinking if you'd put those things in, this never would have happened. So I I hope she's not listening. Emily, don't listen to this. Uh, let's see. Um, Luke has no idea whom he dated in relation to Terrence Malick's Badlands production. <laughs> it was the daughter of the star of Badlands and Andrew's or like the, the cameraman. Sheen. The cameraman, maybe? 
Man, if you're going to tell stories. Cool story, bro. Just a little Googling. You know, if you're ever going to tell the story again, a quick Google, mm-hmm. and, you know, a quick uh, IMDb. And... What if he has that he has the right movie? If you can't even <laughs> oh, remember who the person was related to. Yeah. Turns out it was bad uh, Santa. Just some dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good spoof. Um, they talk about torrenting music and how it was ultimately disappointing. I didn't go through this phase because I was a felon right. and, uh, and on probation during a lot of this period. So I was not, just not going to do anything even slightly illegal. But I understand how it probably uh, is ultimately disappointing to have everything available to you and then have no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if, if someone told you, oh, okay, you can go on the Internet and you can get five songs or two albums, then that would be way more exciting to you. And, and I, I don't know, I, I just, I just think that that scarcity does do something for your appreciation of whatever it is yeah. that you end up getting. Uh, Tumgus is what Andrew described. <laughs> the problem, uh, when I was in school was it was right at the, right at the head of sort of bit torrenting and Buffalo was on the leading edge of that for various reasons. And, uh, people would upload videos but rename porn something that wasn't porn Mm -hmm. right so you would download an episode of good eats it's a Mm -hmm. perfectly fine example and then it would just be pornography (laughs) now i'm really sorry i didn't participate no no (laughs) you want to continue if you want porn you could just get porn it was everywhere even then but bit torrenting it was 90 percent of the files available but but wasn't it like if you didn't like download it or whatever, didn't wasn't it slower? I don't know. You had to uh, upload I, and download. Right. You have to for give the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. I was porn shamed at work, so I I laid off the <laughs> online porn for quite a while. I went back to. Um, I don't think I want to hear the, this story. Uh, okay. Uh okay. Let's talk about uh, leftovers. Luke's number one. Leftover is next day room temperature pizza. Gross. He says the the fridge ruins it. I'm kind of on his <laughs> side on this a little bit. As long as you eat it the next day, you don't leave it out another day. The the refrigerated pizza, mm, I mean, I'll just take the toppings off it. Cause well, the hold crust on. Is you won't eat stuffing that came out of gross. a bird, but you'll eat pizza that's been sitting there for 18 hours? It's, it's already been cooked. So? It's been completely cooked. Yeah, if your until air the is mold sti- starts to show up on it, you're mm, fine. No, disagree. Oh, it, every college student in the world would be dead. Uh, <laughs> if, Maybe they should be. If it were dangerous to eat. <laughs> oh, I've done it. Pizza. I used to do it a lot when I was a teenager. Sure. Until they and you're still how here. Disgusting it was. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm not saying it will uh, kill you. It'll it's... give you. It'll give you the runs. No. Which maybe you deserve. Maybe because you <laughs> lived because a terrible a dummy. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right a- andrew's uh leftovers 1a is cold sausage coins uh <laughs> which right. he dips in mustard and tears sure. off bread sure. and, uh, i'm not into it i don't like cold sausage i i don't like um i just don't like the once once the fat congeals yeah you know i need now to you get a crunch I in there to, now and then that's gross 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into that. It did get me thinking, though, when he was talking about putting the sausage in the bun and then, you know, slicing the whole thing up. Like, why don't we have teeny little hot dog buns for, like, little smokies and stuff? Oh. That would be adorable. Mm. That's a good idea. Yes. That's a good party food. I'm going to serve that next time. Um, so, sorry, Phyllis. I disagree with you. Uh, cold sausage is gross. Um, parades on TV are dumb. <laughs> and uh, I was alive when Dallas was on TV, and it was really stupid, and, and I didn't watch it. So, um, You're just talking directly at Phyllis now. <laughs> yeah, she can come on the air and defend herself if she has the guts to do it. And gets fired from her it? new job. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm employed, let's see let's see you get reemployed. Uh Andrew's one B Chinese food. Well, that's awesome. I mean Of course. Luke talks about it. he likes it out of the carton. Who doesn't like leftover Chinese yep. food? Come on. Mm-hmm. You can reanimate it too if you want to reheat it. There are ways and and I could talk about that at length, but uh, eating it cold is fine. Save that for taking stock. <laughs> yeah, taking stock, the new podcast. Uh, Andrew and Bobby talk about making stock and then, of course, taking stock of their lives. Uh, <laughs> Boy, put that in my feed. Chopsticks are some bullshit. Like, we invented forks. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> are we just trying to be cool? Here we go. Using chopsticks? What? We have food breaks. Why, why do we need chopsticks? <laughs> Anyone want to chime in on that? Or are you chopstick defenders? Anyone? I use them. It's cool. I like them. I don't know. I'm all right. I'm not if that great with If there's a fork there and a pair but... of chopsticks, what are you going to use? Depends. I'm going to use the chopsticks until I give is. up and move on to the fork. <laughs> exactly. Give up. Right. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because I've done the same thing like a hundred times. Like, oh, well, look at me. I'm going to. Oh, fuck this. I'm going to eat. <laughs> I'm pretty good with with chopsticks. Though. I'm not great, but I'm pretty like I can make my way through a through a Chinese takeout meal with them. Well, if you tilt the box up to your face, <laughs> and you can just scrape it into your into your rice hole. Um, wait, wait, is it a roll hole or a rice hole? It's <laughs> it depends on what's being served to me. <laughs> I'm not going to be rude. Either way, it's a carb hole. It takes all carbs. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Andrew's honorable mention for uh, leftover is the Thai barbecue in Culver City. I, it must have been the state of mind I was in when I was listening to this show, but I was all in on that Thai barbecue place. I was ready to book a flight and, and get out there. <laughs> I love Thai fried rice. I would eat that so hard right now. Um, Emily came in right before we started recording and gave me a couple of restaurant choices for where we're going for lunch. And now I can think of nothing else except flying to uh, Los Angeles and going to that Thai barbecue place. <laughs> Luke couldn't handle the mushrooms at uh, Din Tai Fung. Um, so he decides that uh, because of the slimy mushrooms, he wants to super possess the dumpling process and make his own dumplings. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Yeah, this is a bad idea. You can't make dumplings. I can't make dumplings. I mean... I'm not saying you can't in, 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 I'm not talking to you three because you three could probably do it. 
I can't. And Luke is much less talented than me in the kitchen. So he certainly can't. I don't. And this dumpling is just going to be no. a bunch of dough floating in a in some hot oil, and it's just going to be. That's still s- going to be a stupid. Still sounds delicious. Ridiculous thing. <laughs> uh, I don't want to make dumplings. This is the oil change argument. It's not worth it. I'd rather enjoy yeah. them once in a right. while, made by someone more talented than me that takes me less time to buy yeah. them. You can sit in another room and play Candy Crush and let somebody else make the dumpling. <laughs> um. There's no music for your weekend, thank goodness. So they play Soup Kitchen Stevens and some song about Boogie or Duty. I was uh, I mad because, because didn't they agree that over. they were going to play Listener Mike's suggestion? He non-sharp shot them oh, about yeah. the reference Andrew made. And then they just and, totally forgot. Yeah, Andrew took him to task, but then said, you know, as a consolation prize or whatever, they'd play his song at the end of the show. And they just played that. Sufjan Stevens song that Lucas played 8,000 times on the show. Yep. Is Sufjan a real name? Where does that come from? I, I look at it and I yes. can't pronounce it He's and I don't, I don't understand it. He's Scandinavian. It seems something. very hipstery. Oh, is that like... why you wrote Soup Kitchen Stevens? <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I hear it. Explain that it to me. That makes my day. I can't defend it. <laughs> is that his government or her i don't know it could be a she or they i don't know well as, as meredith said he's from here he's from detroit mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh did you grow up with a lot of sufians no and uh Sufian? I, I i learned about him as a i don't know maybe around my freshman year of college and i avoided saying his name out loud until i heard about three other people say it the same way mm-hmm. sufian Sufian. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as I know. He was, okay. It says here his father's name was Rajid. So there, uh, he is of Lithuanian oh, and no. Greek descent. So there you go. With dreadlocks. This, this, is, this is all <laughs> sounding. Here we go. Sufyan is an Arabic name, meaning comes with a sword. It predates Islam and most famously belonged to Abu Sufyan, a figure from early Islamic history. Hmm. So these are white people just He's not white really getting into the cat the cat Stevens type thing. No. He's not? He's black guy? Well or woman? Lebanese Lithuanian and Greek. Yeah, so he would be considered probably Middle Eastern here. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much a soup. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we need to roll up the show here. We gotta, we gotta wrap this all up. Right, I, I, have, right, I have a heart right. out here. Okay. We were like, uh, yeah, it'll be a quick show. And the kitten is biting through my cords as we speak. So, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Oh, Meredith, it's cute till they're a it's bunny. Cute until he's. I don't have any mic cord anymore because he's chewed through it. All right, that is the show right, picture cute. because it's either that or the running pictures of Gavin Newsom. And nope, I don't want to look at their faces anymore. <laughs> You can buy stuff from us, merch, 10710.com uh, forward slash shop, archive project, contact Christy, buy stuff uh, from Amazon, littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon, I, I, but that seems repetitive, uh, earbuds and earworms, dumb and ridiculous songs, 
I'm sure it's all Billy Joel. Uh, Bobby, uh, how do people get involved? <laughs> well, they start by defending Billy Joel. Now, uh, littlebybamaga.com is where we are. Throwyourphone.com is where you send us your complaints and hugs. Facebook, we're there. Twitter, we're at LRB Podcast. Email at littlebybamwagon at gmail.com. Christy gets those and forwards them to us. Voicemails and texts to 802-432-TVTL. That's 802-432-8285. You can fax me at 617-354-8513. And just because I know that Hillary would want you to know, I still haven't gotten a butt yet. So I'm waiting. Uh <laughs> And uh, Meredith, why don't you get us out that's of here? Why, that's why we all get fax lines, so we can get some ass. <laughs> Meredith? Uh, okay. Until next time, this is the next party. Oh, Bear, we love you. <laughs> Nailed it. Right. Okay, oh, okay. No. Don't put this sorry, in there. I'm sorry. This I'm should so never sorry. see the light of day. That was that was uh that was all <laughs> kinds of wrong, Bobby. Yep. And I liked it. <laughs>